0: Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. So today we are going to be talking about how to ask for what you want. (laughs) Again, A lot of my podcast topics are deceptively simple sounding, but there's always a lot of meat and juiciness and worthiness and beliefs behind them. So let's dive in. Again, how to ask for what you want is going to sound really simple and really basic, but I want it to be simple and basic because this is a simple and basic skill that we all should master, especially women. Um, I'm assuming majority of the people that are listening to this podcast are women. Um, podcast data shows me like where people listen, you know the region or maybe what type of app they use. but obviously it doesn't tell me if you're a woman or if you're a man. But basically, if you identify as female, then majority of the time people that identify as female have a hard time asking for what they want. And the reasoning is because we haven't really been given permission for you know, ger- generations upon generations of getting what we want. And even to this day, we are still put down or made to believe that it is bad for getting what we want or maybe it goes against the cultural norm and therefore you're breaking a taboo by asking for what you want. So instead, majority of societies and cultures have kept women from asking for what they want because they want to keep us in our box when in reality, we are in a time and in place and in a society as a whole that we have a lot more freedom as long as we ask for what we want. So ironically, that double-edged sword, we can get way more than any other generation of women has in the past, but you still have to ask for what you want, but yet no one has been able to teach us to ask for what we want because they were never allowed to get what they wanted. So total mind trip, I know, but that is why I am here to teach you how to ask for what you want. And then if this podcast resonates with you, this episode is particular resonates with you. And you have a girlfriend or you have a best friend or you have someone that could learn and use the skill of asking for what they want, please forward it over to them just because more people should be asking for what they want. More people should be proud for asking what they want instead of sugarcoating it and living a life that doesn't really light them up. So Let me go ahead and give you an example that we'll use to run through this entire podcast. And I'm going to go with a big one, asking for more money. Um, I have a belief and it's in my, I want to say it's on my about me page, but in general, I have a belief that when women have more money in in their hands and in their households, that we can do better things and we have a bigger butterfly effect, particularly when women earn more money. Now, it doesn't matter if you earn more than your spouse or you earn less than your spouse. I don't like I don't care about that minutia. I just care about the fact of women in general, in general, earning more money as time goes on. So if that is such a big belief for me, hence why I wanted to teach you how to ask for what you want, because if you can ask for more money, majority of everything else you're going to ask for is relatively simple and easy compared to that. So let's use the example for this podcast of asking for a raise, you know, that you are worthy of the raise, you know, that you have done the work that you can do the job, all of that, let's let's assume that all of that is already taken care of and in the bag, you just have to go to your boss and ask for that raise. And even to the point where in the scenario, you have all of the stats and the data and the um, information to prove why you're worth the money. So you don't have to justify why you're worth the money. You don't have to justify the results that you're going to get. You just have to physically ask for what you want. Here is where people get all trippy. First off, they're not specific. And when you're not specific and you're vague and there's no confidence behind it, most of the time people are going to tell you no. Don't have, I wish I could tell you why people think it's okay to not... Um, not give everyone the same opportunities. I wish I could tell you why people think it is okay that when you are going out on a limb and you're asking for what you're want for what you're wanting, if you don't portray confidence, therefore they can't trust you. Like there's a bunch of really screwed up and fucked up rules around it. But Think of this as like a mini coaching session in regards to asking for what you want. And again, we're going to ask for that raise. So listen to these two examples so you can kind of start to hear the difference of asking what you want, asking for what you want versus um, asking, but being fearful of what you want. So scenario A is Sally goes in and she is comfortable. She is confident and she is ready to get that raise. So she goes into her boss and says, Hey, you know, Thanks so much for making this time so that we can have a meeting. I wanted to talk to you about getting a raise in my pay and yada 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 here's why i'd like a raise in my pay these are the numbers i've produced this is the money i've generated for the company i feel that getting you know an extra five percent bonus in my commission is more than fairly compensating for the 40 percent of uh, growth that i've brought to the company and if you want i have all of the documentation back at my desk so you could review it before you give me your answer comfortable confident you know Maybe not obviously exactly what I would say in in a uh, meeting with my boss, but you get the gist like she's comfortable. She knows her numbers. She knows her things. And it's just a matter of do you want to review the data and is the money in the budget? Well, no, not even the money in the budget, because I said that already. Do you want to review the data and give me the raise or not? And sometimes when that is implied, that means if you don't give me the raise, I'm going to go somewhere else that will give me the raise. So you can't say that the money's not in the budget because I mentioned in Sally's example that, you know, margins are up by 40%, that she's produced 40% more of a result than they would have had without her being there. So it's not about the money. It's about them valuing her. And it's normally easier to give money to someone that is very confident. Now, Jenny is going to be our example of someone that is asking for the raise, but isn't comfortable, isn't confident. So listen to the difference. Hey, boss, thanks for meeting with me. Like, I know you have a super busy schedule. Sorry, I don't know why she's a valley girl, but still, bear with me. Well, I just wanted to talk to you. Um, I know it's been about a year, and I know that the department is doing really, really well. But at, like, the same time, you know... I feel that I should be getting a raise. I know that I've made the department jump up 40%, but I was thinking that maybe 5% would be fairly compensated for raising the department 40%. You know, I know I can get you the numbers. I can prove it to you that I'm worth the money, yada, 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 you get the point. Like, obviously I totally butchered that, but that's not even the point because I've heard people talk like that and I've cringed and cried when I overhear them trying to negotiate in that sense. But you get the point she's not coming in strong, she has fear in her voice, she sounds very timid, and on top of it, she doesn't come to the table with facts and statistics already done, and already, you know, if the boss was like, hey, yeah, not a problem, let me go, can you go grab those documents so I can review them? She should have, Jenny, should have had all of that documentation prepared ahead of time, like Sally did. So, Asking for what you want in this scenario of asking for a raise means that you know your worth, you know the money you have generated for the company, you know the impact you have made for the company, so therefore you can justify asking for more money. Versus Jenny is has a gut feeling that she should be earning more money, but she can't statistically prove why she should be earning more money and In those scenarios, normally you need to be able to prove why you're worth more money, even if it's this is a result I've gotten for someone in the past versus this is a result I've created in in my department. That is why you normally have those things ready ahead of time. So going back to the entire point of asking for what you want, if you want more money, you need to be specific. Why do you want more money? You know, you may want more money because you think your paycheck doesn't reflect the amount of effort you're putting in. Okay, cool. Well, how much money are you making for the company? If you're making a lot of money for the company, it should be a no brainer for them to give you the raise because, again, you're making a lot of money for the company they wouldn't have had otherwise. Another variation of this example is asking for what you want. Let's say you're buying your next dream home. And I'm actually in that process right now. So it feels like it hits really close to home. No pun intended. Um, you know, asking for what you want means being really specific and not feeling the lack of confidence in being specific. So when I went to our real estate agent that we were talking to, and we're in the process of talking to a couple right now just to see who's going to be the best fit. But when I went to the real estate agent A versus real estate agent B, I went with a list of the things that were important to us. So we wanted A, we wanted B, we wanted C, we wanted D. And then I also put in there, because I'm so type A, you know, this is a bonus option, this is a bonus option, this is a bonus option, and this is the budget I wanted to be in. And some people told me it was slightly crazy. And some people were like, yeah, sure, there's properties out there. Let me, you know, find the listings for you, and then you can review them. But if you don't ask for what you want, I like to call it the universal cafe, When you ask for what you want, you are sitting down at Universe Cafe and you are looking at the waitress and you are saying, hi, waitress, I would like a Coca-Cola, a side salad with ranch, uh, no croutons, and I would like a burger medium rare with avocado on the side and French fries. A very clear and specific order versus half-assed asking for your want or not having the confidence to ask for what you want is going into Universe Cafe and sitting down and saying, "Hi waitress, can I have meat today?" And she's going to look at you and go, "Okay, yeah, sure. What type of meat do you want?" "Well, what meat do you have?" "Um, we've got meatloaf, we've got steaks, we've got burgers. What are you in the mood for?" And then the person is like, "Well, something tasty." So again, super vague over and over and over again. The universe in that scenario is asking probing questions. But the reality comes back to that person that's sitting down at Universe Cafe doesn't know what they want. So even though the universe is asking those probing questions, that person still doesn't know what they want. So the universe can ask as many probing questions as they want. But if the person doesn't know what they want, they don't know what they want. So there's no way for them to get that. So following along with the universe cafe example person a that came in and said i want a coke i want a side salad with italian dressing and i want a burger and avocado you know 20 minutes later or 10 minutes later is going to get that physical order brought out to them put on the table and move on the other person you know in this example you know the waitress is going to come back with a steak and a meatloaf and then the person's going to sit there and pout and go, well, man, I really wanted a burger. Well, I guess I'll just have to get one next time. And it doesn't work that way. Sometimes. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But when you're asking for what you want, normally you're asking for what you want because you either feel that you have, you know, earned it or you are worthy of it or that it's going to move you forward in life. So we don't always get those opportunities to ask for what we want multiple times, you know. There are going to be scenarios. Sorry, there's a dog squeaking a pig in the background. Um, there are going to be the scenarios where, yes, in the future you're going to have the ability to ask for a raise or ask for a better position or, you know, maybe interview at a better company. So those are going to be other examples that, you know, can pop up as a reoccurring thing but when it comes to like buying a house you need to be very very clear on what you want because if you don't ask for what you want you may end up settling for a house that you don't really like or you don't love and you know you could have spent the same amount of money or maybe a little bit more a little less and gotten something that you loved so What you're losing when you don't ask for what you want is time. It's not necessarily the opportunity because life seems to be about, you know, good, better and different, giving us plenty of opportunities to go up that spiral of success. It's not, you know, like you're never going to possibly buy a house again, never going to work at a different company, never have an opportunity for a raise. You just might be losing out on time of years of income that you should have already earned. Or years of flexibility you should have already had in your job. Or years of having this title. So maybe by the time you end your career and you go to retire, you retire at a higher level. Or maybe years in a home that you loved beyond even thought and it made you feel so happy and so safe and so grateful versus years in a home where you're like, yeah, that was cool. So when you don't ask for what you want, you're losing time. And it takes courage to ask for what you want. And I was working with someone that has been conditioned for the past, you know, 20 something years of her adult life to not ask for what she wants. And she's like, well, that just takes courage. And I'm afraid. And I've heard this so many times, it's not even funny. When you're asking for what you want, it's not from a selfish point of view. Some people are going to say, well, oh, that's selfish. You should just be grateful. You should always be grateful. So I always like to clap back with, hey, it doesn't matter. I'm always fucking grateful. I'm grateful for getting what I want. I'm grateful for sometimes getting what I don't want because I know I should have been more specific and more clear and not settled. So I'm always grateful. But being grateful and asking for what you want are not two things that cannot coexist. You can ask for what you want and be grateful when you get it. And the other scenario is, you know, you're going to be, Having to ask, and this is a muscle you're going to have to build up over time, and when you're building this muscle up over time, you're going to get better at it. So I like to have people ask for what they want in a very small manner. So it could start with, um, if you go to a restaurant and maybe, like my mom, my mom does not like ice in her drinks because it makes them too cold and her teeth are too sensitive. So my mom could ask for something small and say, hey, can you not put ice in my drink? It could just be, you know, the water or the juice or whatever. Um, It can be something really, really small, and then you can build up for there. I don't expect every person to go into their office the next day that they hear this podcast and go, hey, I was told I should ask for a raise, so let me get a raise. Like, that's a really big jump. Um, If you feel ready for that jump, move on, which bad self. But not everyone needs to do that crazy big of a jump. Sometimes it's as simple as asking for help at home. I've talked about in this podcast that, you know, the um, scenario that our life is at now with my husband and I, my husband helps me out a lot more at home. And because he helps me out at home, I'm able to do the podcast because I've cleared up my schedule and I've said no to things. I'm able to do the podcast. You know, I'm able to gain back time and spend it doing something that lights me up. Because I've asked for what I wanted, I told him, "Hey, I'd really love it if you could help me out more during the week, and that way I'll have more flexibility to record the podcast. He was okay with that. He's like, yeah, sure, that's not a problem. I couldn't have been mad at him if I'm like grumbling behind my breath like,." He doesn't help me. I don't have to do this all by myself. I have never I don't have any time to podcast. If I never ask for it, like, how is he supposed to know? Is he supposed to read my mind? And the same thing with anyone else that has popped up in your brain while I'm talking about asking for what you want. No one's going to read your mind. Like, I don't care how in tune they are, short of it being your mom, you know, like, no one's going to read your damn mind. So ask for what you want. The worst thing that they're going to say is no. And majority of the time, if someone says no, it's not going to physically cause you to die you know it's not going to cause you some crazy financial ruin if you're asking for what you want and they say no like if you ask for um I'm trying to think of something non like financially crazy say you asked for your husband to take out the garbage and he says no well technically you're not going to go, going to go into financial ruin because the garbage isn't taken out you just might be grumpy and have some smelly garbage so The worst thing that's going to happen is someone's going to say no. But the other part of this comes to confidence, confidence in yourself, confidence in feeling worthy enough of asking for what you want. And then I go back to being really clear. So to make this more step by step so that you have something to follow and something to go through the processes. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give you the step by step of how to ask for what you want and then of course I'm gonna give you the journal prompt so you can dive deeper into this. So let's go ahead and kind of shift gears a little bit from the theory of asking for what you want to the practicality of asking for what you want. Okay, so step one in asking for what you want is actually identifying what you want. And that one can be a little trippy. So it may start out with something vague and fluffy that you know I don't wanna live where I currently live now. And then from there, I would just ask you to start to become as specific as you can. So instead of saying, I don't wanna live where I live or I wanna buy a house, well, describe to me or write it down in your journal, write it down on your notebook, in stupid amount of detail what you want. Don't hold anything back. Pretend I have a magic wand and I am your godmother from Cinderella and literally I'm going to go bibbity boppity boo pink, and you're going to get it. So you have to paint the clearest picture possible. That is probably the most important thing out of all of it is being super freaking clear on what you want down to crazy level of detail. So Identifying what you want is going to be step one. Step two, now that you can explain it to me in cray cray level of detail, is going through scenarios of building up the confidence to ask for what you want. Because if you're listening to this podcast and you're trying to learn for how to ask for what you want, most likely you don't have the confidence there yet. And that's okay. We can build that up. That is not a problem whatsoever. So, what scenarios can you start practicing asking for what you want? Can you ask for what you want at a restaurant? Can you ask for something from a coworker? Can you then ask for something from a spouse? Can you ask something from a stranger? Like, you know, say in the stranger one, that's always a good one because that normally puts people outside of their comfort zone. So an example of that could be, Say you have a bunch of bags in your arm and instead of trying to shuffle to figure out how to open the door, you can ask the person literally that's walking next to you, hey, do you mind opening the door for me? My hands are full. Or it could be, You know, hey, do you mind if I cut in front of you? I'm just trying to get through the aisle versus wait in line. It doesn't matter what the ask is. The ask is irrelevant. It's the fact that you asked for something that you want from a stranger. So normally my hierarchy that I have people go through is the baby steps of go to a restaurant and, you know, order a specific drink and be a little particular about it. And then from there, maybe ask a coworker. You know, hey, can you, I don't know, refill my stapler for me? Or hey, can you go grab staples from Judy? Or, you know, something silly, but it doesn't matter, you have to ask. And then from there you go to a spouse. And then from there you go to a stranger. Spouse or child, I should say. And then from there you go to a stranger. And then from there, if you've built up that confidence over time, You can go for the big ask. So it could be in regards to what I'm doing. My big ask is, hey, this is what I want in a house and in my next home. It can be, you know, this is what I want in my next raise. This is what I want in my next job. It is that big universal ask that you are actually going back into Universe Cafe. You are sitting down and you are placing that order for that burger, that Coke, and that side salad with no croutons versus I want meat. So, That's going to be step number two is building up scenarios so you have the confidence to get what you want and build up the confidence of the big ask. And then step number three is having facts behind you so that you can have the other half of the scenario so that you know what's important. And facts can be things that are valuable to you or important to you. So depending on the scenario again. If you're going in asking for a raise because you have done crazy performance in your company, go in, even if you don't bring them in with you, have it on your desk with the printout and the highlights and the notes and the stack of correspondences from customers that shows you have done an amazing job and this is why you deserve the raise. If it's not that tangible, going and having the facts could be, you know, hey, i I know that I love having a home with land. I know I like having a lot of trees on my property. Little things like that are facts that you can use when you go to ask for something that you really, really want. So I want you to go into it, again, being able to give me crazy, crazy level of detail. You know, pretend you're that person ordering that burger, not just asking for meat when you're able to do that, then the ask becomes not only easier, but you'll be surprised at how easy it is to get your asks fulfilled. So there's partial woo and partial reality. If you're going to your real estate agent, like I have been, and I'm saying, hey, I want A, B, C, D, and E, my real estate agent, first off in the reality part, knows what to look for, and knows that, hey, Margaret and Ben would be happy with A, B, C, D, and E, versus you know, that's the reality part of it, and then the woo part of it is hey, I'm going into Universe Cafe because I genuinely have this belief that when we are very, very clear of what we want, we're actually placing an order with the universe. So I am consciously going into Universe Cafe when I meditate, and I'm saying, Hey, Universe, who apparently is a short order cook, <laughs> hey. I want this, 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 and this in my next home. Got it? Cool. And here's why. It makes me happy. I feel safe. I feel amazing. I feel like I can give back. I can garden more. I can have uh, room for my bees and maybe some chickens and yada, 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 yada. So I have my ask, but I also have my facts behind it. So you've got the practical. Again, the real estate agent actually knows what I'm looking for. And then you've got the woo. You're asking the universe so the universe can start to kind of help co-create with you. Or same thing when it comes to a boss, you know, you have the facts of look at how much money I've helped make your department or my company or whatever, and then you have the woo of knowing, hey, I've done this much good work, I've made the company this much money, getting literally, you know, 0.5% of it is not going to be something that's going to make or break them. So it's a double-edged sword, but it's something that if you can balance it out, it's going to give you such a faster results it's just like mind-boggling and then some people are going to be like well wow how are you manifesting so fast what are you doing it's not that you're doing anything different or special or amazing or that you have a different connection with the universe and your religion than someone else does is that you're very clear on knowing what you want and they're not when people and i it's amazing because I've had manifestation conversations with so many people. It's not even funny. But when people are like freaking out and they don't know how to manifest and they're trying to figure it out and they're like, man, I want to manifest this and I want to manifest that. they The reason why it normally doesn't come true is either they don't believe it. So therefore it can't happen or they just don't know how to ask for it. So, you know, maybe it's that person that believes that they should win the Powerball, but they never play. Or maybe it's the person that believes that they should get, um, you know, help around the household, but they never ask their kids or their spouse. So it's that thing where you have to believe it with such crazy conviction. But at the same time, you still have to do the practical. You still have to go out and buy the Powerball ticket and play your favorite numbers that you have a belief behind. You still have to go and ask your boss and do a great job. You still have to go ahead and ask your spouse or your kids And be very clear on the expectations of what you're wanting out of them. If no one knows what you want and how to satisfy you, then you're not going to get it. And that's why I want you to build your confidence up over time. I don't want you going into this feeling like it's bad to ask for what you want. Because in reality, when you're asking for what you want, you're clearing up not only brain space, but you're clearing up like think of it as manifesting juice And you can move forward in life. You can accomplish the things you want to accomplish. When you ask for more money, majority of the time you're able to get out of debt faster if you have it. You're able to provide your family with better quality food, maybe clothing, maybe shelter. You're able to give back to charities. Like I literally have a list on my resources page of my favorite charities that I like to donate to. Mind you, I'm only able to donate to them because I asked over time for more money and more money has provided us. And it's not crazy amount of money per se, but it's just more. More money has provided us the ability to pay down debt faster, put money in savings, and I'm able to give to charities. Nothing crazy, you know, 25 bucks here, 30 bucks there, but I'm still making a difference. I literally was looking Right before I got on this podcast and I was looking at one of my little Kiva loans, which is a $25 loan and she's I want to say she's in Peru and she's already paid half of it back. Mind you, because I asked for more money and I am making more money, I'm able to give someone in Peru a $25 loan, which I never even missed, but it's making a massive difference in her life and in her world. So. It's this humongous butterfly effect because now the person that is using the money and Kiva and paying it back, you know, she's able to make more money. She's able to provide for her family. She's able to have her kids go to school. Butterfly effect after butterfly effect after butterfly effect. So asking for what you want, especially like I said, if you identify as a female, asking for what you want is not selfish. It's a way for you to be Cleared so you can help others because a lot of what you're going to be doing is going to be helping others. So I'm kind of harping on it's not greedy, it's not bad. And I just want to like have that sink into your brain as many times as I can get that in there because most of us don't ask for what we want because we think it's greedy or it's bad or it's selfish or that there's a limited resource about this stuff. And in a sense there's not like there's not a limited resource when it comes to money because first off majority of countries make up their own money and second off there's so much money a wash out there that people are always willing to pay for what they value so you know outside of it being I don't know fish in the ocean or something like that it's not it's not greedy to ask for what you want it's not greedy to ask for more money or more resources or more time Um, you just have to have the confidence behind you so With that being said, I'm going to, now that I've given you what I hope is some very clear examples of the practical and the woo-woo side of asking for what you want, let's go ahead and dive into some of the journal prompts so you can do your own work and you can start becoming more comfortable and confident asking for what you want. So journal prompt number one, what is it that you want? So while I was going on my rant of asking for what you want and talking about it on this entire podcast episode, what popped into your head? And it doesn't matter. You don't have to share it with anyone if you don't feel comfortable. You know, you can say it to yourself. Preferably, you would write it down in a piece of paper, even if you never showed it to anyone. What is it that you want? Is it that raise? Is it to live in a different live in a different area? Is it to do this? Is it to achieve that? Is it to travel here? What is it? What is it that you want? And then from there, be super specific. I'm talking to the level of you've written it out, and it almost looks like not a novel, but the details of a novel. It looks like you ripped out a page out of a book, and you could feel the story, and you could feel the intensity. That's the level of detail I want you to give me for what you want. Because the universe is listening. So that's journal prompt number one. Journal prompt number two. What is holding you back from asking for what you want? Is it that you don't feel worthy? Is it that you're ashamed? Is it that you feel greedy? Is it that you feel selfish? Is it that you don't believe? Dive into that. Find out what it is. And then ask, is it ultimately true? Is it ultimately true that getting more money means you're greedy? No. You're only greedy if you hoard the money and you never take care of people and you never give back. That's greed. Having more money doesn't mean you're greedy. So, what is it that's holding you back from asking for what you want? Journal prompt number 3. What would like what would life look like if you got what you wanted? So, you got that raise. What will life look like? Give me the positives. Give me how life would be better. Live into it. Dive into it. Lean forward into it so that the universe can hear your conviction of how amazing it would be. You would be able to give to charities. You'd be able to pay down your student loans. You'd be able to do this. You'd be able to do that. Give me a very clear, concrete example of what it would look like If you got what you wanted with no guilt, no shame, just joy and gratitude. And then the final one is, do you need to clean up any worthiness beliefs around getting what you want? So if you're having a hard time with a third journal prompt of what would it look like if you got what you wanted? If you're really struggling with that, that's what question number four is. If you are having a hard time with it, clean up the worthiness. So let's use me getting the property. It's you know, the the house and the property that we're wanting. In reality, I should not even be asking for it because it's a little bit unrealistic. Who am I to want this? Who am I to want that? Who am I to want this particular property at this particular price so I can do this particular thing? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Well, I am a person that cares about solitude. I am a person that cares about the environment. I'm a person that wants to have a really big garden so that I can have a little beehive so that I can have a little bit to do with bringing bees back into the population that are collapsing. I would like to be able to provide fresh fruits and vegetables to my family I would like to provide my family a safe space I would like to provide a place for my dogs to go and run without having to take them to a park and praying that someone doesn't freak out because of their size so you know I'm giving you what it would look like if I got what I wanted but I'm also giving you the worthiness behind it I believe that I am worthy of having a home and a space that makes me feel good and safe I believe that I am worthy of creating a safe space for my dogs to run around like nut jobs and play without getting yelled at and screamed at by crazy people that have chihuahuas and they're worried my, my you know, 150 pound dog is going to eat their stupid chihuahua. I believe that I am worthy of having a garden that can give back to mother nature by providing food for bees. I believe, I believe, I believe. So that would be a way for you to clean up any of your worthiness is starting with like I believe statements and then you can kind of mimic what I just did so that you can feel with a hundred percent conviction that you are worthy of it. And then from there, do the practical steps. You know, start keeping documentation of how you're making amazing strides If you're trying to go for the raise, start making a list of things that you want in your next home and that light you up like a Christmas tree. Start asking for help on the things that either piss you off or you just don't want to do anymore, but just kind of start actually putting the action into place because when it comes to manifesting, People have this misconception that it's all about the woo. It's about 50% woo and 50% practical. So your job is to be super freaking clear on what you want so that the woo can do their job and then you can do your job on the practical side. So with that being said, if you have any questions, if you want to look at the journal prompts, you know the drill, go over to margaretstevens.co and you can see them all there. If you want to re-listen to this podcast episode a couple times and go through them, you know, I, in the future, I'm working on it right now, but I hope, I'm hoping to have it um, set up during the same time when this podcast episode drops of having literally kind of like a little cartoon of the Universe Cafe because in my head, it's so freaking clear that I want it to be clear for you as well. So hopefully by the time that this drops, you'll have, if you go over to co, you'll be able to see the little, you know, probably 20, 30 second cartoon of the Universe Cafe so you can see what I'm talking about and the clarity of asking for what you want versus being vague and asking for meat. Well, with that being said, I'm gonna let you guys go, get back to your J, and I appreciate your time as always. And if there's anything you need from me, you know how to reach me. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstephens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.